You're listening to Following the Way, a podcast devoted to the examination of Scripture and Christ-centered practices to help us live in devotion to the way of Jesus. Welcome, everyone. It's good to be together. I want to continue on this podcast today talking about formation and the problem of sin in our lives. This is on the heels of our message this past Sunday, and we also looked at this in yesterday's podcast. And so I uh, want to once again explore this, how we deal with this and assess this in our lives how we uh, grow in it, how, how we grow in freedom and uh, into the Father's desire that we would become more and more like his son, Jesus. And really, that's what this podcast is about. It's about formation into the way of Jesus. That's our goal. And regardless of where you're at in our your life, I think that it's true that all of us on some level and in, in different ways feel this gap in our lives, meaning the gap between what I am and the more that I'm meant for. And and really, there's so much of the pursuit of that in this world and in our culture of becoming more and growing. And because we feel that we're, we're meant to be something more. Now, for followers of Jesus, we would see this as transformation uh, into the way of Jesus, becoming more like Jesus. And so this podcast serves to close that gap, and that's what we want to be about. And so, again, talking about sin and dealing with sin in our lives is very much at the forefront of this. And asking that question, which we looked at a little bit yesterday, and is such an important question to use in our lives uh, to, to see where we're at. And that is the question, what am I becoming by what I'm doing and how I'm living and the decisions I'm making and my practices and uh, all of that that goes into the way that I am functioning in life? What am I becoming in that. Now, I want to use uh, an analogy, a simple one, but and, and it doesn't necessarily have to be this, but uh, take a car mechanic, for example. If, if I state that I'm in the process of becoming a car mechanic, then the expectation would be that I'm, I'm doing something about that, that I am in training, I am being taught, uh, there's that I'm in an apprenticeship, so that I am in the process of becoming a mechanic. Otherwise, how could I state that I'm in the process of that? Now, I want to then relate that to uh, being a disciple of Jesus, being a follower of Jesus. What am I doing to grow and further my apprenticeship to Jesus? There's an expectation that if I am to become more like Jesus, that I am engaging in practices to become more like him. And so that's where what I am becoming is of such importance and it relates to what I am doing or what I am not doing in that apprenticeship. What am I becoming by my practices? And so I want to talk today a little bit about inviting the word of God to be an instrument in my life, in our lives, to expose the sin in our lives and practices that are in opposition to the ways of Jesus. Because the word of God as a tool, as being one of the main tools that we use alongside prayer, is is meant to make us more 
like Jesus. So I want to use Psalm 119 and some specific verses in Psalm 119 as an example and, and just look at them to to uh, to do this on this podcast. Now, Psalm 119 is arranged in, a, in an acrostic pattern, meaning that there's 22 sections of eight verses each. Each section, each of the 22 sections is representing a, le- a letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And so, there is a focus uh, in on this in the psalm of the entire psalm being on the word of God, and in all of those sections, in uh, at least 171 of the 176 verses, there is a direct focus on the word of God, and some would argue actually on all but one of the verses in the psalm. Every single verse deals with the Word of God and its place in our lives. And so, I want to I want to draw out some things from verses thirty three to forty uh, in this podcast. Now, and what I want to do is look at those verses and ask the question: What does this reveal to us about our sin, our hearts, and formation? And you know, these verses I found, uh, they are incredible to read. They're incredible to memorize and to pray this over our lives. And it, and it reveals the areas, in the, the, this, these verses reveal some of the areas where sin is pro, prone to lead us astray. And so, uh, before I before I read the verses, also just for some context, really interesting that uh, this is the the letter he, uh, the fifth letter in the Hebrew alphabet, and it's used at the beginning of verbs to make them causative, meaning that all these verses have the intent of saying, "Cause me to cause me to learn, cause me to understand, cause me, etc." So every single one is meant to be a causative. Um, to be a, to be in a causative function in our lives. So, really interesting to to keep that before us as we read these verses. So, Psalm one nineteen, verses thirty three to forty, and I'm just going to go through this and stop and and just unpack them very briefly. We don't have time to unpack them in depth, but really, uh, impa- unpack them just briefly to to again to ask ourselves what does this reveal to us about our hearts. What does this reveal to us about our our sin? And what does this reveal to us about our formation into the way of Jesus? As we read these verses. Verse 33. Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I will keep it to the end. And so the psalmist begins by, by asking the Lord, I want you to teach me the your ways lord and and he's and he's making a promise he's making a declaration an oath as you do that i will keep it to the end or another way of understanding it or keep it as my reward the reward of my life is knowing the ways of the lord verse 34 give me understanding that I may keep your law, meaning the law there is talking about the Torah, the, the, the law of God, the ways of God. Give me understanding that I may keep your law and observe it with my whole heart. So the psalmist says, cause me to have understanding that I may want to keep your ways 
and observe it with my whole heart, not partial, but, but my whole heart. This is a surrendering. Verse 35, lead me in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it. So he's, he's saying there, the psalmist is saying, lead me in the way. There's a way, there's a road, there's a path that is the way of God. And he's saying, don't just lead me because I know this is the way I, I walk, but cause me to delight in it. I, I want to delight in it. I do delight in it. Increase my delight in it. Lead me in your path of understanding and in, and in the way of you, Lord. Verse 36, incline my heart to your testimonies and not to selfish gain. And this is so interesting. Again, when we ask this question, what does this reveal to us about our hearts? That the psalmist is praying that, that, that his heart would be inclined, that it would be bent towards, that it, it's the inclination of his heart, that the way that he would look would be to the testimonies of God, to what God testifies about himself, the truth of who he says he is. And, and incline, he's asking that his heart would be inclined to that and not to selfish gain. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back to that in a second. But then verse 37, he, he goes on. He says, turn my eyes from looking at worthless things and give me life in your ways. So when the psalmist, he, he, he's, he's asking uh, in, in the positive, incline and turn. And in the negative, he's saying, keep me from selfish gain. That's a negative. And, and, um, and then the other negative is to in the turning is to keep me from worthless things. And these are these are two things when we when we look at this psalm and what it reveals to us about sin in our lives. It's it's, it's giving us two um, two examples, two hints into where this can be very prevalent in our lives. And that is for ourself, selfish gain, and all that that entails of of looking out for self, being inward focused, and instead of of being uh, inclined to our hearts being inclined to the Lord, our hearts would be inclined to for selfish gain. And then he's saying, I don't want to look at worthless things in my life, but rather give me life in your ways that I would be, that I would be looking to your ways. I'd be going down your path, that I'd be looking for your understanding that, and, and again, the psalmist is, he's being real and he's admitting, you know what, there's an inclination, there's a temptation in me that my eyes are going to want to look at worthless things, at things that are transient, that things that right now look pleasing to the eye, but they're not going to lead me in the way of the Lord. They're not going to lead me in the statutes of God. They're not going to lead me down the path of the Lord. Then verse 38, confirm to your servant your promise that you may be feared. Turn away the reproach that I dread, for your rules are good. He's saying, you know, there's there's an inclination here in me that there's going to be others that look upon the way that I'm living. There's going to be others that look upon the decisions that I'm making, and I'm going to be the object of ridicule and scorn and reproach. People are going to talk badly about me. They're going to think I'm weird. They're going to think that 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 I'm. Why am I following this way? 
And you say, remind me, Lord, that your rules are good. Your ways are good. This is what my heart needs. It doesn't need the other thing. And then he, he ends this section by saying, behold, I long for your precepts. So he's, and again, remember the causative nature of this uh, letter in the Hebrew alphabet. So cause me to long for your precepts. Behold, I do long for your precepts. I do long, Lord, for your ways, for your word. And then he, and then he ends up by declaring, in your righteousness, give me life. And so again, to bring it back to sort of what we've been talking about this week, um, this is this is a great example of seven verses that I find is so helpful to focus me, to incline my heart, to to uh, to to shift my vision into the ways of the Lord, and and to see that okay, this this is actually this can help me to diagnose sin in my life, and this can be a way that I can invite the Lord to speak to me, and to to read this again and to memorize it, but also to pray it, right? To pray it into my life that this is this is my desire. This is what I want. And so I want to just invite us again um, on based on what, what I invited all of us uh, into on Sunday, and that is to, uh, to do a diagnosis, a sin diagnosis in our lives simply by stopping and praying the words of Psalm 139, search me, O God, you know me, you know my ways, search me and, re- and reveal if there's any way in me that grieves you. And, uh, and so we're going to do that right now. Holy Spirit, we want to invite you into this place. Father, we want to invite you into this time. And we recognize that we are people that struggle with sinful tendencies. We are people that struggle with looking to worthless things. We are people that struggle with with looking to self and to selfish gain. And rather, we, we want to ask God that you would incline us to our heart, to your testimonies, that you would keep us from looking at worthless things and that you'd give us life in your ways. So right now, as we come before you, Father, Would you just speak to us and reveal to us where there's things in us that we need to confess and repent of and gain freedom and healing in? And again, it can be, it can be, it can be something really small, but just ask the Lord, search my heart anyway, anything in me. If there's any little thing that grieves you, reveal it to me so that I can confess it and I can find freedom in that area. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Father. So then, again, whatever the Lord revealed to you, I want to encourage you then to confess it, to repent, and to, again, claim the promise at the end of Psalm 139, where the Lord says that he promises to lead us in the way everlasting, the way of the righteousness of Jesus, and into repentance, and into the goodness of God. And so, uh, trust that this has been a blessing to you and that, again, this is just a small example of seven verses that we can apply to our lives to see, uh, to ask the Lord to be working in us and, and revealing to us more and more of his truth in us. So bless you and we will see you again.